all got ups and downs because the world's intense. How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift. Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I am your host, Chris Bowman. And I'm your other host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And with us this week, we have a double whammy. Uh, in Toronto with me, we have the lovely and talented Sarah Parniak. Hey, y'all. In Br- in, and in Brooklyn with me, we have my dog, Darwin. Yeah. Woof, woof. But also, <laughs> but also out in Seattle, we have Adam Pranica. Hello. Welcome back, Adam Pranica. Welcome back, Sarah. Uh, so this is our New Year's Eve episode. We might release this the day before New Year's Eve. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we like to, uh, like to bring in the faves around the holidays Mm -hmm. and, uh, two more beloved guests would be hard to come by (laughs) than Adam and Sarah. Aw, shucks, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of the first formal podcasts I've done with you guys. Feels good. (laughs) Adam told me that he was going to be in a body painted tuxedo, uh, (laughs) Thank Before, God we uh, can't see him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just finishing yeah. up the cummerbund when I got on the call here. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a uh, lot of paint. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you expand out in that in that general region, which is why cummerbunds are usually adjustable. And not this um, one. Yeah, not without cracking, a, anyway. One, one, <laughs> size, one size fits one. <laughs> <laughs> I think this show probably has more to do with New Year's than almost any other holiday since we uh, sort of made a mutual New Year's resolution a couple of years ago to do a, a project together, Chris and I. It's true. And uh, this is the the project that grew out of that. Um, but I'm curious, like, do you guys do actual New Year's resolutions? Do you, like, do the thing where you say you're going to, like, hit the gym three times a <laughs> week and then not? Uh uh, well, let's let the guests answer. I've got an answer. <laughs> I always make a resolution. Yeah. Actually, last year I didn't because I realized like for the, the previous 10 years in a row, yeah. I made get, them and never even attempted to keep them. You just get tired of lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I'm like, wow, I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> so predictably a piece of shit. So I don't know. But this year, because actually Chris asked me to make one, I, I thought about it. And I, I think I have one that I'm going to try and stick to. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if we're engendering you feeling like a piece of shit in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm determined this time to, to keep it it's on tape and shit. You yeah, know? yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, yeah. Trust me. This, trust can, me. this is admissible evidence. Trust me. Last year, I had one opinion. on tape, and it has no bearing on the results. <laughs> well, no, it definitely uh, does have a bearing on the results. Let me dream. Yeah. Let me dream. <laughs> uh, Adam, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm sort of with Sarah in that... Um, I sort of don't like to start off my year with a loss, so I would just <laughs> I would just prefer not to set myself up like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. from the start. That's fair. Um, I think mine last year was to externalize more, uh-huh. which I think I did a fair bit of. Yeah. Um, you know, some of it is very. Some of my uh, internalizing is very reflexive and. Uh, you know, for example, whenever like tax time happens, I turn into a, a mopey piece of shit because <laughs> the extent to which it's a painful process feels like my fault. And then I like feel bad about myself. And then it's like, you know, a self-perpetuating cycle. Um, but I mean, like when people fucked me over or whatever this year, I like I didn't just roll over, you know, so. 
Well, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't fuck me over. That's not what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. say. I'm just <laughs> all those times I got fucked over this year. They, I like really let them have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, well, that's good. But, I mean, that's, yeah. that's like I, I mean, I mean, and that's like such a mushy uh, resolution that it's kind of it's easy enough to pat myself on the back and claim victory. You know, whether or not I actually took any active steps. I kind of like that. It's like a blanket resolution, right? So it's like, uh, you can really apply that to anything. Look at me keeping my resolution. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and it's not doing something. It's being something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a state of mind. It's it's being the opposite of what I uh, instinctively be. So (laughs) (laughs) which is Uh, that's the weird part. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I can't even, I, I don't know if I can remember what yours was. Oh, mine was a fucking vague piece of shit. <laughs> Speaking of pieces of shit. It's a new um, theme. Mine was just, a, I think if I remember right, mine was just a general like, you know what, I'm just going to try a little harder this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would, say, you, I would say you've tried harder. You've, you started editing the, the show sometimes. Yeah. You, uh, well, this is true. You know, this is true. You're, you were just telling me about how you've worked yourself to uh, a shell of a human right before we started recording. So, that honestly, I I'm amazed that I'm sitting upright at this at this very moment in time. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a little beat myself. And uh, one nice thing about not having a guest at my apartment this uh, this time around mm-hmm. is that I am like leaned back on the couch. I am yeah. not like actively twisting right. knobs and pressing buttons. I am. <laughs> I'm maxing. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I've seen you operate the podcast, and it is kind of like operating a Boeing 747, right? <laughs> Lots of like knob pushing and dial turning and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and you're also you're you're happy because you can continue to live in a trash pile while Rachel's away, right? Uh, you know, the the good thing about having a podcast is that I have uh, guests over on a semi regular basis that force me to like keep the house in a s- somewhat yeah. ordered. I mean, like, it's all a veneer. Any of door that you might open to a closet will result in your immediate death from the yeah. avalanche of yeah. every, no- every, novelty garbage. Every door is sort of like yeah. Boeing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like Boeing 747. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I shot a little, uh, little pilot with our friend Gene Gray. Some, a little project I'm working on with, a, with another guy. And... Um, uh, so they were both over at my apartment for a few hours yesterday. And so the entire like six hours before they got here, I was just like cleaning like a maniac yeah. so that I didn't, you know, my, my temporary bachelorhood didn't expose itself too badly. Yeah. Just scrubbing like a like couple inches of scum off of every surface. <laughs> Would it yeah, hold up to blacklight scrutiny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to, I like to flatter myself that it would, um, you know, I would, uh, I, I don't know if I would go on national television and h- try and hold it up to blacklight <laughs> scrutiny, but if it was... Hey, Ben, you know, why don't you take a seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Hansen walks in here. <laughs> I feel like that could be the new uh, the new Dateline series, uh, To Catch a Onanist. To Catch a Filthy Person. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do New Year's resolutions instead of life events. So yeah. these are the drinks that we will be drinking constantly for the next two weeks until we fail. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, ben, you go ahead and start. Oh, okay. My New Year's resolution is to try and make a living 
or some part of my living off of my personal projects this year. Hey, not bad. You know what? Mine was actually to try and drink less, but I kind of like yours better, Ben. (laughs) Can I just, (laughs) can I like have that as a secondary resolution? Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm not, it's not proprietary at all. Okay, awesome. You know, and I I don't know what like types of patent treaties the U.S. and Canada have (laughs) currently, but um, I'm I'm willing to open source this one. I really, I appreciate that. (laughs) I really do. I'm still catching my breath after hearing uh, your your news resolution, Ben, um, because I've had that before. <laughs> and that doesn't quite work out for me. I hope it works out for you. Uh, my New Year's resolution is to say no more in the coming year. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's, I, like it. That's, I like that one. Yeah, that's a solid one. I, uh, I love saying no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it feels is... so good to say yes. Yeah, mm. you know, it's true. They, you know, here's the thing. They just both feel so good. Yes and yeah. no. Um, mine is, uh, to take more risks. Hmm. Kind of, kind of the opposite of Adam's actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little uh, bit of mine if you give me a little bit of yours. Sure. Ooh, Sounds gray area. Good. I like it. Here <laughs> <laughs> the recipes. Chris, uh, you're going to be drinking a beverage called Check Your Zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, which uh, is just just the name made me laugh in the context <laughs> of the idea of taking more risks. So, um, so am uh, I checking who, to make sure it's up or down? Hey, man, that's totally up to you. Okay. I just think like you know, if you're taking risks, I I'm, I applaud it, but a little bit of prudence, uh, if you if you would. Um, so uh, one and a half ounces of light rum. Three quarter ounces of lemon juice, three quarter ounces of orange juice. Uh, excuse me, orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're gonna shake your ingredients with ice until well chilled, and fine strain them into a chilled cocktail glass, and garnish with a lemon peel. Mmm, tasty. Sarah, you are gonna be drinking something called Fix Me Up. Uh, it's an ounce of uh, Sazerac rye, uh, an, an ounce and a half of Lestau uh, Amontillado sherry. Yes. Uh, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of orange juice, three quarter ounces of orgeat, orgeat, take a shot. Take a shot. Uh, two <laughs> dashes of Angostura bitters, uh, and three quarter ounces of club soda. You're going to short shake all the ingredients except for the club soda with uh, very specific three ice cubes. Uh, <laughs> then strain into a snifter over one large ice cube. Uh, pour the uh, pour in the club soda, no garnish. Uh, no snifter here, so you're going to be drinking out of a uh, beer pong cup because that's all I drink I'm out of. I'm totally <laughs> cool with that. Snifters <laughs> make me uncomfortable anyway. Yeah, yeah you're like not the, like the, the, the yeah. Yeah, no. You're going to be drinking out of my hands put into a bowl <laughs> shape. <laughs> 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 you know, fuck it, I'll drink out of the shaker. Yeah, I'm right, exactly, perfect. <laughs> uh, Chris, I, uh, is, uh, is, is the sherry that you... Uh, are using pronounced amontillado? I have no, I have no idea. What is it? How? Because I've always pronounced that amontillado. Well, that's but, it's Spanish, uh, so yeah. I mean, I I, I figure you're I, right. It could be a could be a Canada U.S. thing. Though. Well, you know, I think it's kind of like that. You know, uh, most most Americans pronounce French words like very hard. You know, they don't pronounce them correctly. Mm. So let's just say I pronounced it like a Canadian would pronounce most Spanish words. <laughs> like you know, uh, yeah. we, we have Godeo. See. I serve Godello wine at work, and everyone's like, "Can I get the Godello?" And it's yeah, you know, right, yeah. so that's how mm-hmm. it goes. So uh, do forgive me, Ben. 
I ate uh, I ate paella in the south of England one time, and oh, everybody everybody around was was calling it paella, <laughs> and it was driving me nuts. But I was like, you know, they just do it this this way here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not go around reprimanding everyone for the? <laughs> Were you eating with your mom? <laughs> well, <laughs> I would. I might have, depending on how many drinks I'd had at that point. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like I, it's like I grew up in California, and like we're surrounded by Spanish words, uh, in, in California, like place names are all Spanish basically. And, uh, there's ones where you pronounce them correctly. And then there's like, you know, Sepulveda Boulevard, which is like, I have no idea how they came up with pronouncing it that way, but mm-hmm. it's completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. What's it supposed to be? Sepulveda. Right. That's how I would have said it. So, you know, yeah. you win some, you lose some. I mean, I'm probably not even pronouncing it that well <laughs> at that, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you brought it up, uh, Ben. You brought yeah, it up, well, buddy. I, I was just curious. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh, man. Adam, Happy fucking are... New Year, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I am not insulting anybody. I'm I was kidding. I'm, asking a I'm kidding. I'm just going with it. I am not passing it. judgment. I'm going with it. I'm just having fun. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Podcast ben, over. Ben really episode took, 91 is the last episode. Ben really took me to task. Speaking of externalizing, really took me to task this week on Twitter. Out of nowhere, he <laughs> reported me to the FBI and the CIA. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't sure whether this was like a... Maybe maybe the FBI picks you up next time you cross the border, or maybe like the CIA goes and you know pulls you out <laughs> to some sort of black site. You just wanted to make sure they were both aware of me and my... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Homeland Security is on to you, man. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I think uh, we're just down to you, Ben. You? Uh, nope. Oh, I got to read Adam. Oh, Adam. Right, of course. Drink. Right, of course. Uh, Adam, you're going to be drinking a Moonlight, which is an ounce and a half of gin, uh, three-quarter ounces of orange liqueur, uh, half ounce of creme de violette, and a half an ounce of lime juice. So you'll, you'll shake those with ice until well chilled and fine strain into a chilled cocktail glass. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the attitude. That's the spirit. <laughs> I'm going to try to be positive from here yes, on out. Yes, right before I say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, you um, – well, I, I, I tried to give you something called a Spanish cobbler, I believe. Uh, I got hung up on cobbler and that you were uh, trying to turn your hobbies into uh, – into dollars and i figured you're going to be repairing a lot of shoes for some reason so <laughs> <laughs> i just like to imagine you like moonlighting speaking of moonlight as a cobbler um so it's a champagne cobbler you'll be drinking um it is one ounce of orange juice one ounce of pineapple juice three quarter ounces of maraschino liqueur and four ounces of champagne um you're going to add the orange juice pineapple juice and maraschino liqueur into a mixing glass and stir to combine add the champagne and fill with ice Stir again gently and strain into a champagne flute. Uh, garnish with a lemon peel. Cool. Uh, I'm going to make two substitutions on this. Uh, I'm doing Prosecco in place of champagne. Okay. All right. And I'm doing uh, grapefruit juice in place of orange juice because I looked at my counter before I went to the grocery store today and I was like, got an orange. All good. And <laughs> I came home and realized <laughs> that it's a weirdly small grapefruit. Uh. And it's funnier because it's this is the second time that's happened. Yeah, that is the second <laughs> time that, that's happened. Although I think the other time I like I marched out to the grocery store 
intending to buy oranges and like stood there and bought grapefruits, <laughs> like fully confident that I was doing <laughs> the correct thing. Yeah. And got home and realized what a colossal idiot I am. And then you immediately externalized. <laughs> mm, yeah. I went back and I fucking complained to the manager and I said, why do you have grapefruits that look exactly like oranges? What the fuck is wrong with you? Grapefruits are supposed to be like twice the size of an orange. Uh, something something peculiar about my local grocery store. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, must like I got fired. Way to take it out on <laughs> the little guy. <laughs> okay, let's go make these drinks. Cheers, you guys. Happy New Year. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Cheers. Year. Cheers. Yeah, this you know, is uh, this different uh, time zones. This is the LDAI New Year. What year is it? The year of the what? The sherry mm. cocktail? The year of maybe, the... Maybe, yeah. Let's hope so. Oh, that's nice. Mm. My drink is delicious. Mine is too. It's it's uh, it's yeah, very... Nice. My drink is very sweet for my, uh, my taste, but yeah. I don't mind it, actually. It's like... Uh, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice, nice little sipper. Yeah, this is tasty. This is good. Adam is silent. That means Uh-oh. he's drinking hot toilet water. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just drinking a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, I suppose that like this podcast sort of counts as like my main personal project at the moment. Yeah. But, uh. I have a couple of other things in the works I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making some puppets with a friend of mine, and we're going to try and shoot some videos of those. And, uh, you know, I've got a long-standing ambient conversation with a couple of people I know about, like, what video thing we could be working on together. Um, you know, I just like maximumfun.org, and I just love the term ambient conversation. Sounds, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, like it's one of those things where it's like any time like I see a John Roderick or a Jesse Thorne, uh-huh. inevitably the conversation will dip its toe into like what video thing could happen. Yeah, if uh, if we really like put our mind to it. Um, I wonder, Ben, what video thing could happen with uh, with us? I don't know. Put, put don't us in front of a camera and watch me squirm. That's yeah. uh, pretty much. <laughs> well, happen. I mean, yeah, and uh, I, I, I actually spent some time this week just watching cocktail videos, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, there, there are so many bad cocktail videos. Like even like big, big websites that are dedicated to making cocktail videos mm-hmm. make really bad ones. <laughs> really. And that, like, I don't know if I necessarily have an idea of how to make not bad ones, right. but um, I don't know. I feel like that's there might be something there, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the thing is, or if it's like a cluster of things or or what. But I've been feeling like uh, I've had like a lot of great clients in my in my time as a independent filmmaker, but I would like to make some video project or even maybe this podcast or something like Mm -hmm. become more of a a serious endeavor money making wise so have you have you been like feeling this way for a while because i mean even just recently you were talking about um you know having like you know at least for the next few months being the breadwinner and stuff so you know eyeing eyeing creative projects to make money is usually 
uh, not an immediate solution to a financial. No, it definitely isn't. Like, yeah. and 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 that's not like that's not the context in which I'm making the decision. But I do. No, no, no. I do sure. feel like the um, like if you can kind of make a if you can make a thing that people care enough about to uh, you know either have there be lots of them and you can sell ads or have there be some number of them who are willing to pay for it yeah uh so you can you know make a patronage or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know it's just it's a it's a less shitty more stable way to make money than uh a a lot of the kind of work i do Mm -hmm. so you know i i which is not to say that i like dislike any of the work that i've done or any of the clients i've had it's just i don't always know when a client is gonna come back like i've been working on uh i I spent like most of the fall working on um proposals for uh rfps that the un put out and i was like they were all on these like incredibly tight timelines and chris and i like recorded a whole bunch of shows uh back to back in the fall because there was like a chance that i was gonna go fly to some you know somewhere other than the united states for two weeks and have like a ton of work Mm -hmm. all of a sudden uh if one of these rfps came through and none of them did and then now like we're getting hints that one of them might actually come through Hmm. like a bunch of months later and it's like you know i'm excited to do that project but i also like kind of hate how much it upends my life every time Mm -hmm somebody decides their budget is good to go and and work needs to happen now you know yeah that's so, uh that's the life though yeah right? it is the life and it's um there's a lot of parts to it that are very exciting you know i've gotten to go to some amazing places and see some amazing things and i definitely don't want to walk away from that but i also uh you know and and this is like just an aspiration of mine mm-hmm. is to be able to say that something that was like my idea and mm-hmm. my creative input that uh is sufficiently valuable in the marketplace mm-hmm. uh whatever you know whatever that form that takes that i can make some part of my living off of it mm-hmm. so um i don't know it's it's kind of it's it's a it's a more specific goal in a lot of ways than my new year's resolution last year mm-hmm. but uh something that i I'm eager to attempt to actually put into practice. How much of that do you think is in your control? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be the guy who's pissing all over your dreams, but, but but I feel, but this is a very familiar thing that you're, that you're talking about. And you know, if, if only all of us could, could have an Etsy shop that makes us a hundred and, yeah, like thousand dollars a year. Whatever. Yeah, like what's controllable uh, in the next year that that could get you to this goal? Well, I think th- I think the thing, the practical upshot of this New Year's resolution is that I'm gonna uh, spend less of my time fucking around on PlayStation when mm. I have downtime, <laughs> and more of that time uh, trying to write something or you know, work on, work on a creative personal thing that isn't, right. um, you know, cause I had like, 
like for so for this show uh chris and i put in like quite a bit of work every week i would say you know it's probably uh 10 hours a week or something like that if you add it all up and it's not like hard work or anything um but it's it is time and effort to like get guests scheduled and you know get the show recorded run out and buy stuff for it uh you know ingredients and everything edit the show put all the recipes on the website and upload them and um and i think that like it's it if anything it's a proof of concept that chris and i have been able to make something that people really care about and enjoy and uh and like you know we haven't really tested the waters of like what its value is yet like we haven't gone soliciting advertisements or anything or uh you know asked for donations um i think we probably will soon sooner rather than later but um showing your hand ben showing <laughs> your hand <laughs> well i'm th- I, i'm not saying that this is the show that's going to make me a living like i i really doubt that right no to it, be yeah. honest like like i mean we have we have thousands of listeners who are very passionate about our show, but, uh, you know, I can't imagine that they're m- more passionate about our show than they are about other shows. Cause I think our show is like good, but it's not like the best podcast out there. Oh, I think, you know, I, uh, Jesse, Jesse, uh, mentioned in his make your thing talk, uh, when Jesse I was Thorne. Jesse Thorne, uh, when I was in New York, he, he, uh, did his talk, um, called make your thing at WNYC. The green space and past, he, past guest and host of Bullseye on NPR, yep. among he, other many many other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he said it's okay for your. Um, this is kind of going against what you're talking about, Ben. But he said it's okay for you, the thing you love to do to not make money. Yeah, and like you have to, you have to be okay with that because um, if you do this thing and and hope that there's like a money train at the end of it. I mean, it's probably like 90% of the time you're going to be disappointed. You know, you're not, you're not going to get that bag of money, you know, so be happy yeah, with the thing you're I making. Yeah, and I definitely don't want to make something that is intended to be me cashing in. No, no, like no, no. I hate making products so much. Uh, right. But I, this is, I, so I think what you, you know, like when you do something that you love and you do it again and again and again, like it's okay if eventually, obviously, that it makes money. But to start out with the hope that, you know, it's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. So, so my, what my the crux of my New Year's resolution is to. <laughs> this is like the least funny episode of this show ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, men. Res- the crux. The New Year's resolutions are no joke, man. No, it's serious shit. Serious. The crux. The crux is that I think I'm getting more out of doing something like this show in my free time. Hmm then I would be uh, watching, you know, reruns of Shark Tank or whatever. Right. So, uh, Fucking Bar Rescue. Yeah, exactly. So so I want to do more things like this. And, you know, and I'm not saying, like, any of any specific endeavor I'm doing is uh, is couched in its, like, potential financial upside. I'm just saying, like, I I think that, like, over the last couple of years of us doing this show, mm-hmm. I have developed enough confidence in my ability to make something people like mm-hmm. that I'm going to sort of rededicate myself to making things and hoping enough people like them that some portion of my income is based on that. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like 
like to paraphrase that you just want to be more productive with your yeah, free more, time more productive with with shit i actually care about you know like right a lot of the times when i'm getting paid to do something it's like i'm sort of being paid to give a rip <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean you were talking about having a hard time uh determining value in the thing you're doing but there you know monetarily i guess you're speaking of but i mean I, I could agree with you when, when you say, you know, you've gotten or I've gotten so much out of this project alone. Like this, yeah. it, it's done. It's done. Like I can't I can't really describe how much it's done for me, you know, um, to sit down here every week and do this. But so there's huge value in that. But, you know, I, I can't really talk to my landlord about how fucking confident I've been feeling. And is that cool? For, <laughs> is that cool for rent this month? You know, so I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, um, you know, part of. Like one thing I'm very lucky uh, to have is that my uh, creative ambitions and my professional ambitions are very closely aligned. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, you know, the thing that I'm likely to do given some free time and a creative jolt is make a piece of media. And Mm -hmm. that's like also what I do when I'm going around trying to get money. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, uh, hope, hopefully some, some kismet happens and, and, uh, and my new year's resolution comes true. And I think that like the part that I c- can play in, in that is just to like do as much as I can to do stuff. Sure. I mean, so while you're, uh, using your free time more wisely, do you imagine that you'll be drinking a champagne cobbler while doing so? That's a great question, Chris Bowman, uh, <laughs> co-host of Let's Drink About It podcast. Uh, uh, you, you know, I I love I, uh, I love I love talking about getting serious about things, but also drinking at the same time. Is <laughs> what uh, better time? Yeah, yeah, what better time? Uh, you know, this is a good drink. I uh, I was pretty skeptical of it when you sent it to me. Um, it's it's basically like a fancier version of a mimosa. Mm-hmm. I think that the grapefruit is a key tweak because mm-hmm. it's adding a little bit more sourness maybe some bitterness too yeah that i think you know orange juice is is a real tough cocktail ingredient in yeah. my i agree experience. i yeah. actually hate it yeah i hate yeah. orange so juice and cocktails it's so mild yeah yeah it's, it's just like, like and it, it's so inconsistent yeah it's neither here nor there yeah it's totally it inconsistent. inconsistent like one yeah. orange will be incredibly sweet and one will taste like nothing uh, <laughs> yeah one so. tastes like pulpy water yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, have you ever, have you guys ever thought about what they do with the pulp when you get no pulp orange juice at the store? No. What do they do? Oh yeah. They turn it into insulation, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say they throw it in the trash where it belongs because fuck pulp. Oh no. Oh gross. (laughs) Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. No, really? Well, I think they make it in, you know, when it snows in movies, that's what I think it is. Oh. I think it's Because there is some heavy pulp, like extra pulp. Orange juice out there, but I, don't I think like that, that people are buying. Yeah, give me all the pulp. As much I love, as the I love, a, I love an orange juice with pulp that just rips through your body. Oh you know, no! Takes everything no, with no. It. it just <laughs> takes everything with it. I like, uh, I like drinking the pulpy orange juice. It makes me feel like a blue whale that's just like <laughs> sucking in the krill. <laughs> <laughs> Extra but nutrients. Like, you use like your teeth as filth as the filter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam great. doesn't have teeth. He has baleen. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Sarah, so, so uh, a pet theory of mine is that pulp-free people are also smooth 
peanut butter people. Oh, no. I like crunchy peanut butter. You like crunchy can, peanut butter. Yeah, That's so weird. I can get down. Well, like I can go either way. I'm flexible <laughs> with the peanut Whoa. butter. Just not really. You're like, such a modern woman. Uh, kind, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to think of myself as such. Yeah. <laughs> you're, um, you're butter by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but OK, let me get one one thing straight. Like if it's like that Tropicana shit, like yeah. I don't yeah. want oh, yeah, any you of shouldn't the pulp. Buy Tropicana. But if it's if it's something that I, you know, if it's if fresh, it's fresh squeezed. squeezed, of course, you're I'm not going to have the pulp. It's fine. Yeah. But even that, like maybe it's just years of cocktail bartending too. you like want to strain everything. Totally. So it's nice and silky and taste, you know, I, yeah. there's nothing to impede your enjoyment of the cocktail. I just wanted. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this the other day. Like I showed up at work and uh, I went to you know, grab the, the lime, uh, lemon juice and I'm, you know, pouring it into the jigger and a uh, seed totally jammed the fucking spout. And I'm like, right? who is not straining the fucking juice? I, I, in the middle of service, like, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting fucking crushed. And I'm like, I got to take the top off and then like get the yeah. seed out. And like, this is What this an inconsiderate coworker, yeah. right? Oh my God. Did you leave a passive aggressive note? Yes. Mm-hmm. My okay. favorite thing to do. Awesome. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I just, I <laughs> pinned it to his back. Very aggressively. <laughs> I'm uh, an asshole uh, with like an arrow. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah, so you, uh, your resolution as you sip this cocktail is to drink less. To drink less. And really that's all <laughs> in, um, well, not only for, you know, mental and physical well-being, but uh, in order to be more productive. Well, you know, s- drink less, but taste more. Totally. Yeah. Ooh. So my idea was, yeah, Heavy. Uh, that's my th- my thinking. <laughs> my thinking was not to give you a low alcohol cocktail because, uh, you know, we've done that and uh, it's fine. But you know, not not today, not on this show. Well, it's not it's not an extreme. <laughs> not on my watch. Strong <laughs> cocktail either. No, it's not. There's it's, a it's lot like of sherry, which thank you because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has so much flavor because of you have the orgiat. And then you have the the amontillado, and then there's the rye that you actually end up drinking it, you know, slowly and mm-hmm. kind of savoring it mm-hmm. because it's so flavor mm-hmm. flavorful. Um, so that's kind of yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. So I mean, is there? Uh, I mean, it's sort of a parallel in that sense. It's sort of parallel to Ben's resolution. I mean, is it like what is it that you? What are you hoping to do this year? Uh, so I just. Um, Ben, actually, my my overall resolution is pretty similar to yours, uh, in that I just I have decided once and for all that I'm moving past bartending in any sort of uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> and any sort of consistent capacity. Like I will gladly and willingly pick up a shift here and there, as in like once a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have bar pals and people that would bring me on to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really am trying to refocus my energies into writing more and uh, kind of building. <laughs> this is going to sound like such a douchey thing to say. Building my brand so that I <laughs> really but, I mean, make something you know, of myself. Yeah, but that's a, I mean, you you are a cocktail writer. That's what you do. I mean, you do it on a weekly basis. At, right. At, you know, at least for for Now Magazine, Toronto's publication, like uh, uh, entertainment publication, you do that every week. Right. It's true. And the last time you were here, you had taken on a bar job. You sort of got mm-hmm. coerced into bartending. It was again. A, a really cool Came project. Came out of retirement. Yeah. 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 Merged out of yeah. retirement. You know, it was, Must it be was so nice deep in retirement for like four <laughs> months. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> to enjoy my summer. And drinking uh, orange juice on the Florida shores, pulp free, of course. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I think that and you can probably it's not relate natural to this. To be <laughs> Shut up. Maybe for some people it is. Okay. Um, yeah, just, you do that in defiance of God's will. <laughs> I don't believe in God. So, in the so Bible. Huh. All right. uh, <laughs> um, it's getting harder and harder just to stay up late and be productive the next day. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Just yeah. still like scratching the surface of so, my 30s, but holy shit, it's hard yeah. to go to bed at five. You're, you're scratching the surface of your 30s, you said? Yeah. Oh, fine. So, you know, t- just kind of l- look at me and, and, and <laughs> I can see remember, into your soul right now. Remember, I said how I'm like a shadow of myself? Yeah. This is what you have to look forward to if you don't make a change now. <laughs> so make that change. Run, run as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, make that change because uh, you'll go from working five nights a week to. Four, three, two, and then like just giving up like entirely. This episode's a real <laughs> after school special. Yeah. Yeah. There's lessons everywhere, kids, and right now it's right in front of you. Me. I feel like some kind of thoughtful guitar <laughs> music can start playing right now. I mean yeah, we're we, all we're all sitting in backwards facing chairs, right? <laughs> uh, my giving us the backwards. straight dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so you how long have you been away from bartending now then? Oh, it's only been like three three weeks or oh, something brand new okay, yeah it hasn't been that long um but today when when you were actually making the cocktails for this episode i was like chris can i help you want me to do something you want me to get <laughs> yeah. make yeah. this drink uh what yeah. do you what, what's that what are you doing <laughs> and it'll continue to be yeah. like that i'll be that dick that sits at the bar and just like no, itching to get behind it like can you just can you just tell me about what that is? And but like, that's like, what's this? This is, the pr- this is the thing. It's like, it's a passion of yours, a hobby of yours right. that you then make money from, which then sort of suffocates your passion because a little, I mean, like behind the bar. Totally. Behind the bar is, you know, it's interesting when you can take the time and dealing with a couple of people. But then if you're in a particularly busy spot, you know, uh, and you're just like under the gun having to crank out cocktails it takes all the fun out of it right yeah well it's it's a job that's taxing on every single level right mm-hmm. you're just you're, you're putting yourself on the line uh in a physical yeah, way like mentally emotionally to yeah. it. there's yeah, a yeah. yeah you like even if you're feeling like crap that day you have to put on a mask and yeah. put on you know a spectacle for your guests your paying yeah. guests right um well, and, if you're, well, and if your customers are being dinglings you have to yeah you have to you know figure you still have to deal with it and you know hopefully an elegant ish manner (laughs) (laughs) while still being assertive so there's a lot of balance and thought and effort that goes into bartending and it can be insanely rewarding but uh for me because this is so important uh you know the industry is so important to me on you know personal and professional level my whole incentive with trying to write more rather than bartend more um, is just, you know, it's just a way to, to make things more sustainable for yeah. me and still do what I love. And it's right? also the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like such a solitary exercise. Yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that works out well, but yeah. I, uh, I definitely need to like go out and, mm-hmm. and see people. And mm-hmm. that's also part of my job. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, it I is kind of nice. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. It works out because if I'm like sitting behind a computer screen for like five days straight, like not talking to anybody, I'm going to get fucking weird. <laughs> You're going to drink like, more. yeah, well, no, actually I'll probably drink less, but I'll get like <laughs> just weird, a little stir crazy. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so I mean, how do you, how do you feel this? Uh, oh, I can't even remember what it's called now. Uh, fix me up. 
I think it's really there's orange juice in this, right? There is orange so juice. So I in that. I lied. I and do I like drink, orange juice cocktails. But I did strain it, so it's pulp free orange right. juice. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I didn't um, know. I got lucky twice. Sherry and pulp free orange juice. <laughs> Nailed <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was really good. Like I said, I this whole I actually just wrote. Um, well, a few months ago, I wrote an article on shims and suppressors, so uh, low alcohol cocktails, and they're they're really quite a. Oh trendy yeah, I think we retweeted thing. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, that was a good article. Thanks. Um, so I have, a, I have a sherry question for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Shoot. I Sarah. love sherry. Uh, how, sh how shelf stable is sherry? Because I have huh. a bottle of Manzanilla sherry here that I think is about three years old. Is um, it open? It is open. Has it been and refrigerated? No. Okay. It's probably dead, right? It's probably dead. Because yeah. um, I, I know that Madeira is totally shelf-stable because they, like, oxidize it in right. the process of making it. But you said, wait, this is Manzanilla? But this is Manzanilla. Right. Yeah. So something like a Manzanilla or a Fino is generally, uh, you want to consume that pretty quickly. Like, it's like wine, essentially. It is wine, yeah. It'll still last a little bit longer because it's fortified. So mm. if you, let's say you open a bottle, um, stick it in the fridge, it might be good for up to a week. It's not that yeah. it's going to kill you if you drink it. It's just not going to have the vibrancy and like oh. liveliness that it should. You know, it's so not going to taste So it the might way not it be spoiled, but it might be like... Yeah, it'll, it'll just be flat. It'll just be dead, right? Mm. It's not going to... So drink up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hey, if it's not going to kill me, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> try it. Yeah, just um, don't know until you try. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I was also asking because I have a, a bottle of Amontillado slash Amontillado. Uh, I believe it's pronounced in, Armadillo. Yes. In the, uh, in the West Coast bar that I bought uh, when I was in Tacoma last year. And it's probably just sitting in a cardboard box in the... San Fernando Valley right now. <laughs> uh, Should go get it. Yeah, yeah it's probably uh, probably Quick. no good anymore. <laughs> I like the idea that you have an away bar out there. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Coast. Yeah, you used to you used to be in possession of it. In fact, I did. I was sad to give it up. Yeah. Did you drink some of it? Of course that's I did. A, that's called, and that's I naturally rent, refilled Sarah. it with water, like you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy knows what he's talking about. Um, I've been left home alone before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do mom and dad drink this gin, or will I miss it? Uh, that, that kind of is great, you know, in t two different ways. You get to fool your parents, and then you get to watch them pretend to be drunk. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just have this sly little knowing smile. Drinking water, uh, <laughs> or having uh, water and tonic. <laughs> I have to admit, oh. I actually I used to steal my parents' booze all the time. Obviously, as yeah. you do, mm -hmm. uh, but I never did. I never I couldn't. No, no, I couldn't either. even. At a young age, mm -hmm. even underage, I knew that that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was willing to worse, take... It's worse than taking the booze. I was, yeah, the I was willing to take thief. the fall rather than, you know, mistreat <laughs> the, the spirits that I was stealing. That's, um, how you know, that's how you know that your passion is real. For yeah. That's, uh, I will not sully this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents got really mad at me one time when they found out that I put uh, powdered sugar in with their cocaine to make it seem like <laughs> I hadn't taken... <laughs> Oh, you stepped on it while they were gone. Yeah. They, they were like, you know, baby laxative or nothing, Ben. Baby laxative God, or nothing. Don't you know anything? So they're just like rambling for no reason, like confident for no reason, because they're, yeah. they, they're yeah, high. They thought they were high in cocaine, but really it's just high on sugar. <laughs> Same thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, placebo effect, but for 
schedule one narcotics. <laughs> schedule. Uh, it's pronounced schedule. I oh, usually expect me. your father to be a lot better at sex than this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> My parents do listen to the show, so let's uh, let's move on from this line of inquiry. Uh, Adam's pretty good at these. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, what's uh, so? What does taking more more risks mean to you? Well, guys, uh, I'm glad you asked, Ben. Um, everyone, listen up. I'm opening an Etsy store. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think uh, you know, it really is kind of the opposite of, of Adam. Um, it's, it's maybe being less afraid to, to say yes, you know, because I think a lot of times I just say no out of it's like a reflex, you know. When I say I love to say no... <laughs> Uh, I don't actually love it. You know, it's just, uh, I do it, you know, um, subconsciously I do it. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I've got a couple of irons, not quite in the fire yet, but I'm holding these irons and I'm like thinking about putting them in the fire, you know? (laughs) So, uh, I think, um, you know, this, this year there's a couple of things lined up. So that I've said yes to, uh, already that, um, we'll see what happens and it's kind of just you know not being afraid to roll the dice and you know it's it's you know, when i say taking a risk it's not like walking out into traffic and seeing what happens it's <laughs> it's more of like a calculated risk you know what i mean no but your your like psychology will make make it feel like a calculated risk is like walking out into traffic right that's well, what you're that's what you're doing battle with well yeah i think like now i'm it's less resistance and it's like a, a um it's not i'm not even thinking about it do you know what i mean yeah, it, it's um, it's not the while there's still a lot of toil and you know uh, struggling uh, uh, um, with you know certain things. It's like this. There are times where it just dissipates and it's gone, and I just say yes and like, yeah, screw it. Like this seems like it could work, so why not just do it? You know, um, and yeah, I think that's that pretty much. I think that pretty much sums up the attitude, and it. it um, and, and it's not something I, I, I say I haven't worked on it, but you know, that's not true. I've been working pretty hard and, yeah. and but now like the way it shows itself is, um, is, uh, very subtly in, in the sense that it's second nature, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, I, I, uh, I know a little bit about a, a couple of the, uh, irons to which you are, uh, you know, obliquely referring. Yeah, um, I cannot get specific. And, and I know you can't, like, reveal too much, but I think that, uh, you know, the one thing that's kind of, you know, you know the one thing about hard work and, and, uh, and you know, being, uh, putting yourself out there is that, like, the opportunities that present themselves are not always necessarily the ones that you set out to Absolutely. find. Yeah. And, and I think that, like, uh, you know, that's, like, the cool thing is, like, getting an opportunity and recognizing it for what it is mm-hmm. and, you know, being willing to to test yourself, knowing that, like, you know, it may or may not work out, but, like, you'll learn a lot either way. Yeah. And, you know, the potential upside is, like, is like something really cool. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's, it's, it's not so much um, not, you know, not thinking about... Um, failure but it's not being afraid of it right so yeah 
Um, and that's something I think I've done a lot in the past. It's just like, oh, I won't even step foot. I won't tip, like dip a toe in the water because uh, I could get frostbite. You know what I mean? Where now it's just like, eh, I'll just cut my toe off. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? So, Hey, man, it, you ate horse meat with me that one time. So uh, yeah, you, you can do anything. I can't. I, can. I also ate uh, was ceviche. That was a very, uh, that was very uh, scarring um, ceviche is delicious. I love ceviche. No, I love ceviche. I, I loved it, but like I wasn't. I'm not so into um, foods that are served in the belly of the animal they came from, kind of thing. Oh yeah, you okay. know what I mean. So like, <laughs> oh like a little too dog. morbid. For <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny, Adam. You say hot dog because um, I was just saying to Ben before uh, the show that I've been sick now for two months. Like no joke, two solid months. I've been what? sick. Yeah, and it's almost. As though this hot dog and vodka diet I'm on is working <laughs> against me. It's not. It's not helping. Oh, I think weird. I got to abandon this, yeah. this diet I'm on. Um, That's like, it sounds uh, like you should start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think I will. Why not? What the hell's your problem? <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. So like I, I uh, yeah, like you're right, Ben. I can horse meat, no problem. Because uh, I that was I, we've talked about it here before, and this was at. Um, um, Bar Isabel here in Toronto, and uh, where you ate the horse? Uh, yeah, and um, it wasn't a whole horse. I ate an entire horse. Did you know it was horse <laughs> well, you when split, you ate it? You split a horse, right? <laughs> yeah, right down the middle. <laughs> you know, I had the back half. I was just gonna say Ben had the back half. Uh, so, was uh, it like a Folgers Crystals commercial where they didn't tell you it was horse until after you've already eaten it? Surprise! <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is horse. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that was just such a traumatizing experience because I fucking love the horse meat it was it was really, really delicious uh, is it like yeah. a horse meat sloppy joe what what what, yeah. what, what how no, is it, it prepared was, yeah exactly like if i would, <laughs> if i had like if i had like a horse meat steak i'm pretty sure i wouldn't like it as much although i don't know uh maybe you would maybe i would like if uh speaking of dipping a toe in this is exactly what it was it was like very like thinly sliced um horse meat like like carpaccio was there no, a crop it was, it on the plate? Wasn't raw. <laughs> well, I don't know. You guys are clearly what, animals, so. What does what does served to you by a tiny man? <laughs> yeah, it, that it was came my out favorite of a fiberglass part. tree. Uh, uh, but we ben, told Chuck Bryant about that the next day because uh, he was on uh, our show and we were on his uh, the stuff you should know Toronto live show. Yeah, and uh, we were like in the cab, and Chris was like, "Yeah, Ben got me to eat horse meat." <laughs> he looked. He looked at us sideways, man. <laughs> Chuck but Bryant was, was like, "I don't know, guys. Yeah. I don't know if I can get behind that." This, this ben, do you exactly... feel like you can get Chris to do a lot of things that maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to do? Uh, you know, only only as many things as I feel like he could get me to do that I don't want to do. <laughs> Well, you've been I drinking mean, a lot of bourbon cocktails, buddy. That's pretty. That's y- that's pretty big, right? Y- you know what? I uh, I I think I am you like. I mean, I'm not like. I'm not like a big whiskey fan or anything mm-hmm. but i think i have warmed right up to it and I, I i will give you this piece of evidence uh as a uh you know just a high water mark for how far i've come yeah last night i sat down to watch some television and i poured myself a scotch whoa that is the first time in my life that i've ever done that did you uh smoke a cigar no okay. no next that's the next step were uh, you in a house robe <laughs> Preferably a satiny one. Yeah, but it was uh, it was all body paint. So. Ah. <laughs> Did um, you find yourself sort of understanding uh, what Trump stands for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, you know, like 
I mean, like he I, kind of has some good ideas, but but you know, some of this is on point. Like uh, <laughs> the last time I smoked a cigar was actually at my wedding. My friend Wayne, one of my groomsmen, brought a Cuban cigar mm-hmm. for me to smoke after after the wedding, and I started smoking it, and a couple of people like wanted to take a hit, and <laughs> at some point. I like passed it to somebody and I never got it back. And it was like, it was like one of those 12 inch long, huge stogies. And I was like, fuck man. Like that was like, that was probably like 40 bucks worth of cigar that I lost track of there. (laughs) It's still going by the time it got passed to me. It was, it was like a roll of, of wet soggy stump. (laughs) Oh man. Stuff with orange juice pulp. There was this photography teacher in college named Tom Drysdale who just, chewed on a cigar in class like he didn't he he didn't light the cigar but he would come to class to teach with a cigar just kind of hanging out of one side of his mouth and it just chew away on this fucking thing (laughs) all through class it's like like, it's always like it looks appealing in movies you know or like someone's got like that stubby guitar but you see it up close and it's like Oh, yeah, it's fucking oh. sopping wet, like just yeah, gross. and like anyone who's like accidentally gotten chunks of tobacco in their mouth before <laughs> knows yeah. that that is not normal to enjoy. Are you saying you've kissed Mr. Drysdale? <laughs> well, I was surprised that you brought him up. <laughs> Fuck, I know who he's talking. Dang, Mr. Dr- How do you Barry know him? Drysdale, the same Barry. Barry, Drysdale? what are you up to now? It couldn't be. Uh, well, Chris, how is uh, that's a simple drink that I assigned you? Yeah, um, but um, easy drinking too, and so easy. In fact, it was gone forty minutes ago. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah, it was yeah. gone a long time ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, really it's good. like it's like a combination that seems like kind of obvious in retrospect. Like, yeah, lemon juice, orange liqueur, and light rum. Like, I can see that being really yummy. Yeah, it's sort of like daiquiri adjacent, uh, sort of. Um, uh, margarita adjacent, yeah. but yeah, uh, it's kind of like a white lady, except without an egg white in it. So what's, so a white, what's in a white lady? It would be uh, it, w- it would be basically the same thing, except with gin. Oh really? Yeah, and maybe a little bit of sugar Sounds if you needed tasty. it. Yeah, and an egg white. It's yeah. super good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a Land's End koozie. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you know, uh, uh, Adam, you <laughs> to know, taste. I, I've been meaning to tell you. I don't know if I, I the last time you were on, I might have told you, but. It should be said again that I honestly have not stopped making Stevo's tuxedo since you assigned that to me. Yeah. What the like, hell is that? I, it's a Adam great beverage. His, Adam gave me this know, drink called a Stevo's tuxedo, and it's uh, basically like a take on a. It's 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 a uh, essentially a gin sour, but it's um, I think if it's it's a, an ounce and three quarters of gin, three quarter ounces of lemon, a half an ounce of simple syrup, a dash of orange bitters. An and white. a stapler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah two you by four to, and you, a you, stapler. You, you strain it, double strain it into uh, a cocktail glass, and then smash it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> you climb uh, on top I, of a construction crane. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember, like, yeah, when you did give uh, me that drink, I was like, oh, this is going to be like fucking pickle juice and peanut butter. and dangerous, <laughs> though. <laughs> that? That's a lot of gin, and it sounds like a very drinkable drink. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's shaken like with tons of ice. Uh, and like, I think that I remember it was like a, a long shake, 20 second shake or something to like give it that extra froth and it Knock served it up, it served up and it's like, it looks like milk first of all. And it, <laughs> ta- and it tastes like grandpa's milk. 
Uh, gross. Uh, milk sounds gross. I hate <laughs> all milk except chocolate milk when I'm hungover. So this yeah, no, gross. it doesn't. Yeah, it, it 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 looks. It actually looks really nice. Um, and it's uh, garnished with an orange uh, uh, zest, and it uh, it kind of looks like an egg. Like a, it looks like a. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, okay, it's kind of funny. But, Grandpa's um, milk was the worst Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I think we can agree <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like. It, just the production quality alone is yeah. real. It's, it's nowhere near the level of your, your blood sugar. Seriously, though, you know, magics. it's like, no, like not gr- at all. Grandpa's, grandpa's medicine works really well. Grandpa's milk does not work as well. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, <laughs> so gross. Anyway. Well, uh, we, should, uh, we should keep going because we've got yeah. a lot of show left. Yeah, we do. Uh, Adam, talk to us. Um, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hammered right now, and, uh, uh, and really? the reason is the reason is I usually make two of whatever you, you <laughs> make. You know that. Yeah. Once you made a pitcher. You know my reputation. Yes. Well, uh, that sounds two. like you might have made two pitchers. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, I accidentally made three. Because when I was was it kind of like whoops. I made three. And then fuck it, it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, my math was off because I, I put an ounce and a half of creme de violette in the, in the shaker. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's that's a three pour in this yeah. recipe. So then I knew I was pot committed. And uh, yeah. and then uh, poured a triple. So I'm having three moonlights. And <laughs> so this is... Uh, I'm feeling this, great. I mean, the moonlight is very similar to an aviation, but... It Orange tastes a lot like an aviation of uh, maraschino and then uh, lime juice in place of lemon. Um, it looks like a it looks like a diluted Dimetap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Um, yeah, well, I think that like the you know the creme de violette is the flavor of an aviation, so not right. surprising that it it is uh, <laughs> a very similar drink. It's really good and it's really strong. Oh boy. Adam, is did it, you put it in three individual glasses, or were you just like, I'm just going to grab a pint glass and uh, I be filled, honest with myself? I filled my highball to the very top, <laughs> and then I left the rest in the shaker, and I took my picture uh, oh, for Ben with the, with the drink at the very top. And nice. uh, I don't know. If we get a break here, I'll go up and get the last of it. Nice. Um, <laughs> you should have taken a page out of Sarah's book and just drank out of the shaker. Uh, yeah, that's a, right? that's a great move. It stays <laughs> yeah. frosty. Yeah, you know? great. it's nice. Yeah. You're back on my good side after that after that orange <laughs> juice pith debacle. Oh, you're still oh. pissed about that, huh? Okay. I thought you were going to say grandpa's milk, but well, anyway. Adam, Adam will hold a grudge. I, will I tell, think we can all agree that, that uh, none of us are into grandpa's milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not after the incident, anyway. <laughs> Well, it sounds like this is uh, giving you a lot of punchy energy. Is that going to be the courage you need to say no more often, Adam? Sweet. I think oh so. My God. I think so, because I'm in a bad place. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was out on a video shoot last week with an associate of mine who confided in me that he had turned down the job that I had recently accepted because he said, uh, he said that's impossible. It can't be done in this amount of time for this amount of budget and at the quality yeah. they expect. And of course, uh, I said yes to that job basically the same day that he turned it down. So <laughs> oh, I think I no. learned a valuable lesson, which is um, I need to say no more. Yeah. Because right now I've kind of set myself up for failure and I'm going to be working <sighs> through the holiday to try to deliver this thing 
Uh, did you have the same thought? Did you have the same thought that he, like the same reasons he said no? Did you think, well, this can't be done, but okay, I'll give it a shot? Um, yeah, I did. I knew I knew it was an impossible task, but I think as a as an independent, as a contract person, as a yeah. as a job to job guy, I really feel like my instinct is to say yes whenever it's very I can, hard whenever to say I can. no to a gig yeah yeah exactly and that's where i was i was really stuck um mm-hmm. so it's like sa- leaving 20 dollar bills on the sidewalk you know <laughs> right um right and and so instead of saying no and having a restful comfortable holiday season um i said yes and now i will be working uh, through the duration, and I'm not saying that as as just sort of an invitation to uh, feel sympathy for me, but mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's someone who is in this field. That's that's a feeling that I think a lot of people know pretty well. Like, uh, you know, when the jobs do, and you know yeah. how much time you have to do it. So, uh, yeah, the amount of time you give to it is all of your time. Yeah, it's a that's a tricky place to to be in, and it and it always sucks when you know that you yourself put you there right like this other guy dodged the piano dropped off to the cliff and, uh, <laughs> and it totally landed You're like i'll me. get it i'll get it yeah and i i like admired this guy like we're on our we're on the we're in the van on the on our way to the gig and i was like god damn you like you actually said no <laughs> wow. like yeah. good job by you yeah I, I was yeah i i admired that because i i too often i don't see that in myself yeah, I mean, there's I think th- there's like a there's a bridge, a very very small bridge from where you're at to where you want to be, from the yes to no, and uh, it is the triple moonlight bridge. You're on it now, so <laughs> <laughs> it feels. I mean, is it at all associated with the Scientology bridge? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, I just watched this Scientology documentary yeah, that, last night. Is that the Going Clear? Movie? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a great movie. It was, uh, it was but I was movie. like, wow, I yeah. have to get really you drunk have to get out Scientology. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no more scientology <laughs> i'm considering um, it let's put it that way <laughs> yeah so uh that was hence hence the name of the cocktail that i assigned you adam uh doing a lot of moonlighting um, yeah you got that right you know i i'm not great at uh knowing when to say no and the couple times i have dodged the job that's a huge headache bullet it's like the most gratifying experience because um, you know like i think that like aside from it just being like lots more work for less money it's like incredibly aggravating and right i think that you're like the level of aggrav- aggravation has to be factored in when you're considering whether to bid on a job or not yeah and uh and that's like not the easiest like thing to account for you know it doesn't really like factor in on the budget sheet right and this one like it totally shatters all three sides of the golden triangle like <laughs> like it does not succeed tell, in the, pe- any tell way. the people what what the golden triangle is uh for those who don't know uh it is uh well one end of the triangle is time uh, the other end of the triangle is money and the other uh the third is quality Am I correct? Yeah. 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 So good, uh, good, fast, and cheap. 
Typically, uh, in in a project of any kind, but especially of the video kind, uh, you'll be happy and fortunate to get two of those. Yeah, good, mm. good, fast, and cheap. Pick two. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in this case, you get none. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did why, say yes. Why do you think you did say yes? Because you felt obligated to. Um. Yeah. Um, put, put succinctly, yeah, I did feel obligated. Um, really? I think we're at a pretty interesting place in, uh, in my, in, in the business that I do most of my work for, uh, they're looking at, at doing some downsizing and I, and I sort of wanted to be the hero. Uh, this yeah. was like sort of a blood and guts job. And I feel like if I, uh, conducted myself well and delivered a, a good, and product that it might end up saving me next year. So, wow, really, it felt like a hostage, a hostage situation at that point. Like, huh. um, yeah, I feel like if if there's anything I can do to save my job for the long term, maybe this is it. Um, because if I say no, there's really no other opportunity until next year to sort of claw that back. Yeah, yeah, and the tricky thing about being a freelancer is like maintaining your relationship with clients right. often is about just like being in front of them on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Like people will totally forget to call you. Like I know this from hiring like sound people, you know, like if, if for some reason I don't hire a sound guy, uh, three times in a row and like I hire somebody else, then like that might just be the person I call next. Not because they're like better, just because they like are the sure. one that they're fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a challenging position to be in. Um, but it's well, so, it sounds like you made the right call. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's shitty and, and challenging as the task ahead of you is. I mean, it is for, at least for now, it's like for a, a greater good, you know, you'd hope. Yeah. I so. feel like I want to, in the beginning of next year, feel like I did all I could to, yeah. to sort of put myself out there and and give give a reason to be retained uh, and this is it yeah well if it's uh if it's the last project say yes to uh i mean you made it a good one so yeah sure yeah you picked you picked the right battle they're gonna miss me say. when i'm gone <laughs> <laughs> request. so guys we have a listener request this week hey ben and chris this is austin I've tweeted you guys before for a recommendation for a punch uh, for a party for a friend that's going to Antarctica for a year, and I can tell you now that he enjoyed the punch and he's back safely. Uh, This time I'm looking for a two-part recommendation. I'm going to be asking my girlfriend to marry me, and I would like a cocktail to share with her if she says yes, and a cocktail for myself if she says no. Uh, Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Wow. Risk taker. Dang. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm still super jealous that somebody got to go to Antarctica and I didn't. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, second of all, best of luck, Austin. Um, man, like that—that uh, that is a big moment, and uh, you know, it's uh, so. Sh- we should ask him actually if he'd be interested in uh, being a field reporter and just recording it for us. See how it goes. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "So, what's it going to be? Yes yeah. or no?" Guys, oh, I'm drinking the no drink. Speak into my pocket <laughs> yeah. with your answer. 
Yeah. Man, I would not currently have a wife right now if I had attempted something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, so I thought that the it would be kind of fun to have two drinks that are sort of in the same neighborhood of each other uh, for this. And I kind of – I didn't get quite as close as I was hoping, um, but – uh, I think these are two pretty cool seeming drinks, mm-hmm. and uh, so if she says yes, uh, you guys will be drinking a drink called Beginner's Luck, which is an ounce of aged rum, an ounce of Blanco tequila, three-quarter ounces of Coquia Americano, three-quarter ounces of Aperol, two dashes of cocoa bitters, and an orange twist. So uh, you'll combine those with the, in a mixing glass with ice and stir until well chilled and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Uh, then express the oils from uh, orange peel and rub it around the rim of the glass and discard it. Uh, so that's a beginner's luck. And then, um, so I, th- I, I felt like that was like a, a drink that's like Negroni adjacent you know, mm-hmm. so I was kind of in the Negroni theme. So here's the uh, here's the drinking by yourself drink. Um, this is a Negroni Spagliato. So it's an ounce of Campari, an ounce of sweet vermouth, and then you're subbing in an ounce of chilled Prosecco for the gin. So, uh, so you'll add the Campari, vermouth, and Prosecco to a chilled highball glass, add ice, and stir it gently to combine. And garnish with a lemon twist. Mm. Um, and that uh, spagliato, I think, is Italian for like mistake. It is. And I think the story behind this drink is that the bartender wasn't looking at what he was doing and added prosecco instead of gin to uh, an, a regular Negroni, and uh, everybody was like, "Hey, this is great!" <laughs> so, so uh, you know, cold comfort if it's a no. Uh, Austin, I got confidence in you, though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also figured, like, you you might have some sparkling wine on hand that you wouldn't know what to do with in the in the no <laughs> category. So, uh, uh, sparkling uh, wine for everything, not yeah. just yeah. celebrations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Letdowns too. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, he, I, uh, I think uh, Austin originally tweeted this request, and uh, I got the tweet, and and I was like, oh man. Seriously, like, that's a lot of pressure, man. I don't know if I'm comfortable. You know, I was like, Ooh, I'm pulling at my shirt collar. Ooh, yeah, you know, I but, uh, I uh, am only having those emotions now that we are doing this on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, you know, like you said, Ben, full confidence in Austin. I don't know yeah. that he would put himself on the line like this if he wasn't at least you know sixty forty sure that he was going to get a yes. So yeah, uh, thank you I for think your that bravery. Most people know what the answer is going to be these days, right? Yeah, I mean, unless it's your second date, you know. Yeah, then you're no, you sure. don't want to do like, it on the second date. Yeah, but like, don't do I that. mean, like, I feel like people go shop for the ring together and stuff these days. Yeah, you know, I mean, am I wrong about that? Yeah, I, don't I, know. Did, I didn't do that. Did you do that? I didn't. It wound up costing me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Yeah. I don't know about any of that, but I do know that, you know, he could also try the tactic of just like feeding her a couple drinks beforehand. <laughs> yeah. and oh, snap. I'm, I'm saying give her, give her that. Yeah, yes maybe, no maybe drinks. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just like, and then she's going to be like, yes. <laughs> or give her three, yeah, three or four of the yes drinks, and then, you know, that'll uh, sway I, her. No, I think three or four of the sabagliato, so she makes a mistake. Oh, you're saying oh, marrying shit. him's a mistake. Okay, I get it. That's well, interesting, if, Ben. Well, if, if she's making the choice because she is so <laughs> hammered, I would say yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would definitely recommend three or four over the Bob Leo Opera Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I think that does it for uh 2015 guys yeah um uh, it's been a, it's been a fun year of making let's drink about it with you chris it yeah it certainly really has. i've really enjoyed it and uh you know we've had a lot of great experiences with listeners and with guests this year yeah uh, i think 2016 is only going to be better but uh man it was a good one for sure it was this happy time new year guys thank happy you happy new year, new year. you want to you want to close it out man i think i'll close it out yeah right. so um uh, we should thank Sarah Parniak and Adam Pranica. Thank you guys uh, for coming on the show. Um, Got to get to the bottom of your almost similar names, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, but uh, I don't That's think we have time day. on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have to do another another Dream Team episode sometime yeah. sometime soon. Um, well, but uh, how do people find you guys on the Twitter if they would like to? Uh, they can find me at. Uh, S underscore Parnes, which is just, you know, kind of a yeah. shitty little twist on my last name. Uh, <laughs> it's a brief. It's a, it's S a, underscore Parnes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. a huge fan of shitty twists. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> keep it simple. Keep it shitty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basic uh, I think that's uh, most, as you can tell from most of the drink photos we put up, we're both fans of shitty twists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, they can find, if they want, if, people, if listeners are interested in your um, drink writing, Sarah, they can find you. Yeah, so I write a weekly column for Now Toronto, which is kind of um, the Toronto version of the Village Voice, I guess, yeah. ish. Uh, free at your local city corner. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, I do contribute pretty frequently to a magazine called Quench. So you can, if you ever want to read what I have to say about shims and suppressors, you can find yeah. it. There. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, well, and you I really am. sold the shit out of that, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm at I'm at Cut for Time on Twitter. Currently riding the wave of a rare Merlin Man retweet. Whoa! Uh, which has been it. blowing up my phone happens. lately. Are you kidding? God, you guys, you guys Damn. have to get one of those. That oh my god! A lot of I, fun. It's the reason I, got I joined one. Twitter. I got one about four years ago, and I still think about it. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm <laughs> in got, it right now. I actually oh. got a I got a response from Merlin Man once, and I fucking fumbled. I, <laughs> huge, <laughs> huge. But the it was great. have not stopped so far. It's been a real nice couple of days. Oh yeah, man, that's awesome. good times. Go yeah, back. that's uh, a taste I'm of like... the good life right there. <laughs> at uh, yeah. at Cut for Time. Cool. Nice. Um, well, uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B Chicken and Ben at Benjamin R A H R. You can follow our show at Drink About It. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Drink About It. Uh, big thanks to our our friend Lizzie Bartelt who is holding us down on the social media. Thanks, Lizzie. Uh, you can also go to our Tumblr and I don't know. We probably have other shit online somewhere mm-hmm. um please leave an itunes review five stars and a nice little write-up really helps us find new listeners and helps Definitely. new listeners find us um and we should thank jamal richardson and graham walsh for our lovely theme music mm-hmm. and we should thank uh paul watling for our art thank you paul and with that we will be back at you next year with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Later, potato!
don't choke on your rum and coke. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. By the way, guys, just uh, just so you, you can sleep tonight, um, Austin's girlfriend already said yes. Oh, because I was like, you know, the, the rest of that tweet was like, uh, I'm like, oh man, are you serious? He's like, don't worry, she's already said yes. I'm like, oh fuck, then yes, okay, we'll do it, <laughs> no problem. So they're balls deep in the aged rum and tequila drinks now. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.